Hello, and welcome to another in our Rapid Insight podcast series, where we consider FCA rules for UK regulated funds. In this podcast series, we are specifically covering rules that are relevant to periods of market uncertainty. My name is John Dooley, and I am a member of the Institutional Managers team at Simmons & Simmons, and I have a specific focus on UK regulated funds. In this podcast, I'll summarise the rules on suspending a regulated fund, and we'll discuss some practical considerations. Before that, I'll briefly cover the liquidity management tools that are available to a manager seeking to keep a fund running and avoid the need to suspend a fund. During periods of market uncertainty, there is often a fall in asset prices coupled with an increase in redemptions due to poor performance. Funds may also see increased margin calls and decreased collateral value. Inevitably, this leads to liquidity pressure for many funds. There has been a regulatory spotlight on liquidity management over the last decade, and the FCA's recent key messages on liquidity management during periods of market stress were to emphasise, first, fund manager responsibility. The FCA made clear that the responsibility for managing liquidity and suspending a fund falls squarely in the manager's court. Second, senior manager responsibility. Firms must be clear where the responsibility for managing liquidity and treating investors fairly falls. So, is there a dedicated senior manager or are various senior managers responsible? Third, managers must make use of all liquidity management tools available to them as appropriate. I won't go through the liquidity management tools available to a manager in detail, but I thought it might be helpful to remind you of the main such tools that are available to a manager. The main tools to keep a fund running are the use of swing pricing, the use of an anti-dilution levy, reducing the illiquid and less liquid assets that are held by a fund, and having limits on asset concentration in place. For a USITS, the main tool to manage redemptions is the sale of assets to then return monies to the investors that are redeeming their holdings. Other tools that are not usual or are otherwise unavailable for USITS are the use of redemption fees, redemption gates, in-species redemptions and side pockets. If all else fails, a manager can suspend a regulated fund in line with the FCA rules in Col 7.2. Most managers have never suspended a fund, so I'll now run through the main issues and regulatory requirements in relation to suspensions. First, who can suspend a fund? Well, the FCA can unilaterally suspend a fund, although as mentioned, the FCA are unlikely to do so, except possibly in exceptional circumstances. The authorised fund manager can suspend a fund, but this must be done in consultation and in agreement with the depository. The depository itself can unilaterally suspend a fund, although in practice it is more likely that it would first inquire whether the manager wishes to suspend the fund itself. An important point is that a manager must know the trigger points for suspending a fund, where the trigger points will vary between fund types. Given that the depository may unilaterally suspend a fund, the manager should also seek to find out what the trigger points for the depository are. The manager can then identify any differences and discuss these with the depository. The suspension process for a manager is set out in Col 7.2 and is as follows. First, the manager takes the decision to suspend. Then, the depository's formal agreement must be obtained by the manager and the fund will then be suspended. 
Next, the manager must notify the FCA immediately after suspension, and after that, notify investors as soon as practicable. The manager must manage the suspension of the fund, and will need a plan for bringing the fund out of suspension. As a reminder, suspension may only continue for as long as it is justified, having regard to the interest of investors. The plan must ensure that the manager can have sufficient confidence that they won't need to resuspend a fund again shortly after having reopened the suspended fund, for example due to a rush for investors to redeem upon reopening. The manager must attempt to estimate likely day one redemptions and ensure that there is sufficient liquidity to manage that level of redemptions. There is also a review requirement. A formal review must be conducted every 28 days where this review is carried out by the manager in consultation with the depository. Updates on the outcome of the review must be provided to the FCA and to investors. Now, this formal review period does not mean that the suspension only needs to be re reviewed every 28 days. Instead, a manager should keep this under constant review, and indeed a fund can be brought out of suspension during a 28-day period. Finally, the manager will end the suspension whether this is by restarting dealing or, in the worst-case scenario, commencing winding up of the fund. Whilst the rules are set out in Col 7.2, the fund prospectus should also be checked. Turning next to practical issues that a manager should consider when planning for suspensions. First, the manager's organisational arrangements must be clear. The manager needs to be clear on the responsibility of senior managers and the board. The manager needs to know the team who will be involved in suspension management, so you may wish to consider putting in place a suspension task force that is ready to deal with any suspension that does occur. The manager needs to have clarity on who has responsibility for taking the decisions. The manager must also record and evidence steps taken and decisions taken. And also the manager must have in place clear lines of communication. Remember that a suspension tends to occur when the manager itself is working under stress conditions, so it is important to have prepared in advance of a fund being suspended. A manager should form an internal team to coordinate a suspension. This will need to have enough members, as suspension management is time-consuming. Quite often it is process delays that take managers by surprise. For example, the depository will need to review and sign off the investor communications and FCA updates, so the manager needs sufficient resources and to plan ahead so as not to miss deadlines. A manager must have in place or must put in place a plan to bring the fund out of suspension. The FCA and the depository will wish to see exactly how the manager will seek to bring a fund out of suspension. Given the depository's role in suspension, it is important that the manager communicate with the depository. As mentioned, the manager should seek to understand the depository's trigger points. The manager should also look to hold early discussions with the depository if it considers that there's a possibility that a fund may need to be suspended. And also lines of communication with the depository should be maintained throughout the suspension. The manager is also required to communicate with the FCA. A manager should seek to give advance warning that a suspension is likely if at all possible. As mentioned, the FCA must be informed immediately once suspension is triggered and also, it is important to keep the FCA informed, and at very least through the formal review every 28 days. Lastly, the manager must communicate with investors. One suggestion is to have a template letter ready to send to investor, 
investors notifying them of the suspension. The investors must also be kept updated and the manager could consider having a web page that houses all the investor communications that are sent. This has been a quick run through, but the key message is to prepare properly. So dust off procedures if you have these in place, or otherwise you'd be advised to put a procedure in place now. I do hope that this has been helpful. Please do not hesitate to get in contact if you would like to discuss.